We should have bought White Claw, to be real. Oh, White God. Claw. Nope. <laughs> I, well, I refuse to taste it. It's no an laws, insult. No laws while you're drinking White Claws. <laughs> like a gin and tonic is a vodka soda for people who don't totally hate themselves. Right, right. <laughs> it's a vodka soda for people with self-esteem. Yeah. <laughs> like a, a monocom. A, a little, a tiny bit. I actually recently found out my like grandfather was like a brewmaster at some place. That's I'm like, incredible. this all That's makes cool. sense. It's in your blood. It's mm. in my blood. This is This makes sense. You should do a home brew. I should. Yeah. Hmm. Call it Scout Ale. And then every single like bottle would have one of Scout's hair infused. <laughs> oh, yum. Yeah. So, my my beer is, uh, sorry, full of hair. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah right. Oh, lucky you. Lucky you. It's like you a got golden, the golden ticket. Hair. Right. Yeah. Oh, do I win a trip to, nope. No. No, you no. win You get zero to swallow things. all of those. Swallow so. all that beer. <laughs> all right, we should start this thing. Yeah, let's do it. Hey everybody! Hey, I'm Zach, and I'm Haley, and, and we're, we're not, not together. together. <laughs> um, so one thing I think Haley and I we, we've both talked about, um, just kind of a kind of a, almost a through line through some of these episodes is like we've had we've had a bunch of different types of people on these show, and a lot of different people say that they're afraid that they're not um, by enough, or they're not passing enough, or they're not fit enough, or they're not just something enough. That happens a lot, and I have the same thing. And I, I'm yeah, I was just wondering why that is why that is so prevalent in the queer community yeah like and like you brought it up like queer anxiety is such a big part of the queer community mm-hmm. i mean most of us are like full of anxiety anyways and it riddled riddled with anxiety yeah. i mean most people are riddled with anxiety mm-hmm. and especially then you, now especially now oh god and then add this other uh thing mm-hmm. on top of it and it just adds a whole nother mm-hmm. layer of of anxiety and not feeling not feeling like you're enough my yeah. My therapist actually asked me to do a little thing this past week, which was like, I need you to write down in what ways like you think you are enough. Oh. And I'm like, ew, what? Yeah. Oh, no. You know, because in so many ways, your instinct is to be like how you're not enough. Right. I don't you know? deserve yeah. good things. Yeah. And so that was a really hard, uh, yeah. hard thing for me. That is hard. Wow. So mm-hmm. were you able to do that? Well, it's my assignment. Oh, okay, you're so sitting. I'm going well, maybe back by Monday. the end of the episode. We'll have figured <laughs> yeah, it out. Yeah, I hope so. Um, wow, interesting. Yeah, it's weird because when you start out before you come out, you're so afraid. Oh no, I gotta be, I gotta be straight or cis or pat or whatever. I nobody let can't let anybody know. And then mm-hmm. once you're out, you're now like, oh. Oh fuck! I hope I'm gay enough now. Like it's it's a weird flip that happens. It's like eventually, this, everyone feels this imposter syndrome, yeah, right? No Whether what. it's in your queerness or in, even in like the workplace or whatever, yeah. it's such a prevalent thing. Sure. Um, but here to kind of talk us through that, um, mm-hmm. since we never claim to be experts. Yeah, we, this is above our pay grade. Yeah, <laughs> we only claim to be people who experience queerness, but not experts. And anxiety. <laughs> and anxiety. <laughs> Although, getting close to expert anxiety, just mm-hmm. <laughs> on my own. Yeah, yeah. But um, we have our friend on, Anne Hottership. Um, she's a certified sex educator and founder of Etsy. And um, tell us a little bit about Etsy. Okay, sure. Haley. Also, thanks. say hi. Oh, hey, everyone. <laughs> it's so nice to be back. Yeah. yeah, we're so happy to have you back. Yeah, thanks. Um, EDSI stands for Everyone Deserves Sex Ed. It's an educational organization that offers trainings, one-on-one support, um, workshops, and professional development in sexuality in general. So we 
um, among other things, we do uh, we come into like workplaces for sensitivity trainings and how to adjust language to make sure that you are not like basically being a dick to everyone. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. And we also uh, work with a lot of parents and teens to kind of get over the anxiety about having the talk. We offer resources to the teens themselves via text. It's pretty cool. Um, And the big thing that we do is we have a 25-hour certification in sex ed. So for anyone who wants to supplement what they currently do, like if they do social work, um, mental health, um, anything working with kids, uh, medical community, sex workers, adult industry, anything that requires some understanding or knowledge of how to talk about gender or sexual Mm. orientation or just how how not to handle a situation if someone comes to you Mm -hmm. with a sensitive question um we offer that so we're over the course of two weekends and our next one is happening um november 9th and 10th and 16th and 17th oh that's awesome i imagine it's great for like teachers and guidance counselors and all that totally we haven't had any uh, teachers or guidance counselors yet but we've had people who are in some form of education and it's really just the, the bonus about sex ed certifications in general is, yes, you become more confident and knowledgeable in subject matter that matters to the work you do and generally to the community at large. But you also end up like the side effect is you end up learning a whole lot about your own sexuality and your judgments. And it's really in its own way, it can be very healing. It can be very enlightening. It can be very confronting, just like with any type of learning you know Mm -hmm. part of the job is to figure out like where are you currently stuck because Mm. if you don't know that then you don't know where you're going to get stuck with a client and when you do get into those situations you end up causing more harm than good you can re-traumatize a client you can um become the reason why that client will never seek support ever again because of that one time they felt judged Mm -hmm. or that one time that you gave them information that was not actually accurate, but you didn't know how to say I don't know. So mm-hmm. you did the bet your best and ended up just being some biased bullshit you read on Cosmo. Right. You know? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. That's gotta be hard to um tear down the judgments you don't really know that you have. Those, it can be, uh, depending yeah. on the person. Yeah. Yeah, well and you'd like I imagine a lot of those things are things that people are uncomfortable with themselves. And then if someone kind of brings that to them, they kind of put their own uncomfortableness oh yeah on yeah. that other person yeah. for sure yeah and with parents too that's got to be hard with the whole the talk thing mm-hmm. my um my sister works with a lot of kids and um one of her which is like a 12 year old girl like asked her like um like uh like miss mckenzie like can a 12 year old can a 12 year old get pregnant and it's at a certain like a like you want to be able to help them but also you don't know what the parents are going to say or if they've had to talk with them yet so um she just t- tells the uh, the mom like this. Hey, this is what she said, and the mom immediately goes off and her like, how she would never know. She doesn't even know what that is. What right. what have you been telling her? What have you been telling my girl? Like right. gets immediately mad rather than doing her job as a parent mm-hmm. to educate her child. Like yeah, that's got to be hard. It's so common. Well, parents don't realize what kids pick up on from other kids in school. Sure. Like I already knew the concept of sex in like fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I mean a very like ass backwards version sure, of yeah. it mm-hmm. but extremely ass backwards. an extremely uneducated version of it but i knew it was i mean my i remember my friend in fifth grade told me like no your parents had sex because you were born and i was like what no <laughs> no no way and they're like no no they did if you exist your parents had sex and i was like oh my god that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> it blew my mind mm-hmm. and i mean they were they were right but that's my what... parents are nice people they wouldn't <laughs> yeah. have sex they wouldn't have something like sex not my parents uh-uh that's for hippies <laughs> <laughs> drug addicts and heathens and, and heathens. heathens yeah mm. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, kind of circling back around to kind of the subject of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just wh- why do you think so many queer people feel that they're not enough? Well, I mean, and I feel like we might have even touched on this a million years ago, the mm-hmm. first time that it came on. But right. I mean, the narratives about queerness in general have all been relatively negative in terms of like our, our social narratives, mm-hmm. our, our cultural narratives. And queerness in general has been left out of lots of conversations. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been space for it in general. And so when you don't really know what it means to take up space, you then even taking up a little space is like, uh, is this too much? Am I doing it okay? Right. It's, there's no roadmap for it because mm-hmm. there was so much active suppression, like mm-hmm. intentional suppression to remove it, to erase queerness, gayness, all of the labels from the history books. Yeah. Right. And so it, when you then are trying to then like own your label, own your identity and make it public and try to like reconcile with the stress of that in general, like yeah. are they going to accept me? Am I going to get kicked out of my family? Am I going to be ostracized from my community that gives me yeah. hope and senses of safety all of that in general is there plus right okay so am i choosing the right label is this accurate am i misrepresenting myself if i choose imposter? one thing do i have to be that thing like for like right. if, if it changes right. for some reason am i bad yeah right, right. And, and was i wrong and did i yeah. misappropriate something because there is also i think an extra sensitivity of being incredibly respectful of other people's identities yeah and I know, I, you know, I even relate to this, this idea of I don't want to step on someone else's toes who had to, to kick and fight and scratch tooth and nail to get the opportunity and the right to use this label. And mm-hmm. now I'm using it because I'm kind of sort of there. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Is that actually just completely bastardizing the history that people have gone through to make this possible for me? And it's really like deep, deep thoughts and yeah. it's multi-layered, and it's super valid. It's... Totally. Oh, yeah. But it's a conversation that needs to be had because often if you're already feeling imposter syndrome about the identity that you you, that you're starting to get close to and starting to connect to your you can probably spit and hit like four other people who are going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. That's true. And the more we talk about it, the more just like with regular anxiety, the less intense it gets. The steam gets to come out of the, you know, the boiling pot. So it doesn't end up exploding the lid. It just kind of like you know, let's off just enough so that we can deal with it. I always find when I say something aloud to another person, I hear it like actually for the first time because it's not just rattling around my Mm -hmm. head. And I think, oh, wait, that was kind (laughs) of dumb. That was kind of stupid. It sounds silly. Mm -hmm. Especially Um, when you see how someone reacts to that and they're like, What? Yeah. No, you're you are enough. You know, yeah. we we talk we have we've had quite a few bi- bisexual people mm-hmm. on this show, and we get that all the time. Especially a lot of people, like let's say women who date majority men, cis men, mm-hmm. um, and um, like, or they're currently dating a cis mm-hmm. man, and they're like, they usually go about it like, I mean, I guess I'm bi, and but I'm dating guy, or yeah. I usually date guys, and I'm like. It's that like, doesn't yeah. make you not bi, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean. But again, it's like, even in the queer community, there are stigmas for people who mm-hmm. are bisexual. And yeah. I think, like, even gay people, gays and lesbians have, in the past, like, looked down on on mm-hmm. bisexual people. You know, all the straight people who are like, make a decision. There have been plenty of gays and lesbians who have been like, just make a decision. You can't like sure. both. or Yeah. Or... You just don't want to admit you're gay yet, or you just don't right. want to admit you're a lesbian. Right. You'll or, get there. Yeah. yeah. Or, like, like, or like, can I even go to Pride like with the person I love to right. celebrate myself because we look like a straight couple? We both, yeah, yes, exactly. that was coming up a lot in Pride season in May and June of this year. A lot mm-hmm. of my colleagues, a lot of my network online were all talking about that because they, I have a lot of um, 
people in my network who are queer identified, but they are currently dating a cis dude or or, or um, most of them. These are cis women dating cis dudes or mm-hmm. queer women dating cis dudes. And so like presenting wise, they look very much like white bread, wonder bread. And <laughs> yeah. some of them reported being at pride presentations and parades and celebrations and getting yelled at. Like, get out of here. This isn't uh, for sucks. you. This is for this is for the LGBTQ community. This is not for the straights. And they're like, oh, we're not the straights. Right. But then having to look down at your shoes and be like, I guess I look like the straights. Does that what does that mean about me? And so there's a lot. You go, you go right back into the questioning yeah. phase that you j- right. spent 10 years trying to get out of. That's, it's that's a shame. It's that assuming really sucks. so much out of out of a, just out of a, a, a glance at somebody. Totally. You know? It's hu- right. humans do it. You right. know, it's. It's an innate thing that we were born with. It, it, you know, back in the you know millions of years ago. Um, I'm not an expert in science mm. and years and things like that. Numbers, <laughs> blah. But like we use that to keep ourselves safe. We use that. We we do a glance to see is this a threat or a danger? Is this right. red and yellow striped? I shouldn't eat it. Does this have polka dots? They're gonna bite me. Blah that's, blah yeah. blah. Yeah, that's and cool. we still have that built into us. Mm-hmm. But we will react to people as though they're the poisonous frog or the rattlesnake or the berry that'll kill us. And when we react with that level of ferocity, we are removing the safe spaces that we all are so desperate to have. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you're right. Yeah. I think it's because everyone's in that low level fight or flight. It doesn't help. It does you know? not help. And it's that yeah. instant gut reaction of yeah. um, assess the threat and then do something about it. Well, the you thing know? is, and also especially with like pride is is that like you're so, those people are, are it's, it's, it's really just sad because they're so used to being in other places where they can't be themselves, right. they, they're, they're themselves, and then they're, then you have those actual those straight people coming in with their like the bachelorette parties or whatever, mm-hmm. and they are actively they're actively invading or they're making a scene or whatever, or they're grabbing people's asses who they don't know or mm-hmm. something, and so then that ruins it for those people, and then those people then ruin it for people that they perceive as a threat, even though they are one of them right. or they should be one of them. Exactly, yeah. it's really hard because. I get it a little bit on both sides. I get the defensiveness of queer people to be like, this isn't a party for you. Like, mm-hmm. this isn't an excuse yeah. for you to party. Yeah. But it's also like, damn, these these people who are queer are yeah. getting are getting judged on first it's glance. Like, and and yeah. it's kind of something that we don't want to be judged mm-hmm. for either. But you it's know? so easy just to, like, keep going and, like, not not confront the people who are just holding hands and minding their business, you know? Sure. Exactly. Like, Especially, yeah, I don't know. It's just, ugh. And and we've had this talk before, right? About like straight people in queer spaces, like specifically queer clubs Mm -hmm. or gay clubs or lesbian clubs or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's never the, it's never the straight couple who's minding their own, being allies, having a good time that we're complaining about. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. It's the, like you said, bachelor party, Mm -hmm. uh, going in and, grabbing go-go boys by the dicks yeah. you know assaulting mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. those are uh, our dicks <laughs> <laughs> to look at yeah right. not to touch unless um, we give them a 20 <laughs> and they say it's okay yeah, and so right. say it's okay with consent depends which bar we're at <laughs> yeah could be could be a fiver if you had like two bars or something um yeah it's there's there's man queer anxiety comes in so many different fun fun flavors i um it's like I combined with it in so many different layers too. Um, when it when it's going out and especially to like a gay bar or, or like to a pride or something like that, I remember sometimes wanting to uh, dress like dress up a little more, put mm-hmm. on like more of a thing. Like, um, and I love when guys are, get all like glittering and crop tops and stuff like that. But I remember sometimes like just thinking like, man, I don't think I have the body to mm. do that. I mm-hmm. don't think I to I I don't think I look good enough to express myself 
the way I want to, mm-hmm. um, which is such a shitty thing. I've grown out of that a bit more, but cool. it's like, it sucks. It's very real. Yeah. I mean, if we know the fat phobia that just exists in mm-hmm. our culture in general, it yeah. is definitely heightened in some some communities that... Um, for totally invalid reasons, have mm-hmm. had to rely on physical presentation in order to pass and be accepted into the world. Right. You know, if you're different in some way, you might you, you'd much you'd better have something that's approved by you know straight heteronormative culture to be able to be permitted to exist. Yeah. And just being buff or white for the most part, it's been be white and have a damn good bod. Right. Like holy shit, have the bod that everyone wants to have sex with, even when you feel like mm-hmm. you don't actually like men. You know, right. and, uh, and then you get to wear those heels. Right, the and then then the, you've, yeah, earned you've earned it. Earned it, and that's something that as as a you know cis woman not a gay dude uh, a huge part of my story has been a very similar story having to earn the right to wear certain things or earn the right to be in some spaces while presenting in a certain way Mm. so that messaging is very much universal so in some ways it's like that's something that we can all unify on like this sucks for everyone it's really fucked so if you think that we're so different like we're not you know we have all that going on but then there are definitely um like saturations of that fat phobia that exist, especially around times like Pride, where it's usually around the summertime. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of ostentatious presentation as as it's meant to be, like, mm-hmm. fuck you, this is it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much fear about, like, yeah, again, not being good enough. But mm-hmm. there are so many wonderful representations online at this point about uh, of people who were like, this is fucking stupid. I want to wear the crop top because right. no one right. ever let me. And now I'm wearing them every day. And look at my goddamn gut. And yeah. it's hot as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm eating cheese that's well, I say it. You know, it's... It's that, just it's all about you getting th- getting through it mm, and uh, on your own time yeah. at your own pace. I want cheese in a crop top. <laughs> <laughs> People complain a lot about social media, but they kind of forget about all the, all those kind of positive yeah. parts of it. You know, where it's just like a lot of bo- body positivity. Like, there's so many like great like bears, you know, who are like, hell yeah, I'm wearing this crop top and these booty shorts and mm-hmm. these are my stretch marks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, you're going to love them as much as I do. And we're mm-hmm. all like, yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> it's <laughs> true. You look great, you know? Yeah, I use Instagram to, I don't even know if it was on purpose at the time, but completely reframe the rules that I had set for myself and even others. Like I, I'm always more judgmental to myself, but there were just mm-hmm. rules that were instilled in me from a very yeah. young age that I don't even know if I chose them and they were just there. And yeah. So they would come up when I would see certain imagery and I just actively decided like I'm getting rid of all of the yoga people in my feed. Mm-hmm. Like I was actively doing yoga and like practicing the arm balances and going upside down and all the shit. So it, at one point it felt inspiring. But what I didn't also realize was carrying along with it was all of the body shame that yes. I had internalized for too many decades. So I got rid of them all and I just started following the people who had the messaging that I really gave a shit about, plus the art that just didn't wasn't about bodies. It was just about like presentation of the art itself. And I found now my feed is just filled with bodies of either inten- unintentionally just showing their bodies because it's there's something else going on or people who are like, here's my fucking apron stomach. Mm-hmm. Here's the cellulite. Here's the wedgie I get when I walk wearing shorts. Mm-hmm. Here's what my tits look like when they're not supported by a pretty bra. Right. And it's technically like it's ugly in the sense that like they are showing the ugly that our culture calls ugly and then just and choosing to call it something else because someone else decided it's a social construct that it's ugly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And now yeah. what I when I see the, the triggers I see, I would feel when I would see parts of my body in photos or other people's body parts that for me were trigger points because they were issues that I had with my own body parts. Like that intense um, 
emotional reaction doesn't happen anymore. I don't feel it in my body. Mm-hmm. And it's just the repetition of in my feed, scroll, scroll, scroll. Interesting. Seeing all the things that are vilified. Typically. Yeah, I actually like I tend to only follow again. I'm not like brand new to Instagram at this point, but I've been on Instagram for about a year. And I originally started like congratulations, by the way. Pretty I brand new. I didn't get, I didn't get you yeah, anything. Still. I'm so sorry. Oh gosh, well, yeah. you know, just throw a couple likes my yeah, way. You no know worries. how it is. Um, <laughs> but I pretty much only follow people I know for the mm. most part. Um, or I the only other people I follow I realize now are like plus size models that I like. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is, it is really great because it's also like it's their messaging that I that I mostly like. And also they're obviously like hot as fuck. Sure. But um, it's just like, yeah, I mean, I like the fact that I can look at them and see like, I don't know. It's just I, I like what they're saying in their posts, you know, yeah. which is like this is me. I used to struggle to be a size four and like fuck that shit. Yeah. I look great. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. I what yeah I love what you were just saying about um being I mean I, I think we all do this but just being your worst critic and stuff mm-hmm. like that um a couple episodes we had our friend Seth on and he was talking about just all the blame that he put on himself like towards his towards his like twelve year old self mm-hmm. for like not coming out soon enough and all this stuff and and he he's still like you know there was still a lot of that even though he was like saying like yeah I get why he did that but there's still a lot of blame he was putting on his his twelve year old self and you would never talk to a twelve year old kid that way <laughs> but he was still talking yeah. to himself you know yeah. that way um and we all do that and I don't and I think yeah queer people especially like we yeah why yeah wh- how do we get we ourselves give, out hmm? mm-hmm. oh no I'm sorry mm-hmm. I thought you were no no no. I was just saying we give we give other people far more breaks than we do yeah. ourselves. But oh, yeah. you're right. I mean, his big thing was like he was so worried about how his parents would react and he built it up so much in his head and it turned out his parents were like pretty fine with sure. it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, yeah, he blamed himself for being like, I did this to myself. Yeah. My anxiety mm. made me this crazy and that about he wasted it. time is what he said. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I get that, but I think that's just that's also part of the critical story that is learned behavior. Mm-hmm. It's his fear. I mean, he needs to validate the whole experience. I mean, I'm sure he's listening right now. So do the things I say, uh, <laughs> Seth. Mm-hmm. Listen, but like, he had every or reason anybody. to be fucking terrified. Yeah. He had every reason to be scared and every reason totally. to make these assumptions. And also, when you're a tiny child, like you don't look at the world in the gray. You see black and white only. It's either good, bad, happy, or sad, safe or not. Right? You don't have nearly the tools. No, you no. have nothing. So in the moment, you're just like, oh, I better keep myself safe, which means I'll just stay in this closet, even though it's dark and smelly in here, because mm-hmm. it's it's better than what I'm pretty sure is outside. The closet I know you is can't, better. Yeah, yeah than exactly. And, what's out there? I don't know. You know, it could be butterflies and unicorns, or it could also be like flames and rotting flesh, and who yeah. knows? And I don't. I just don't want to find out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get to, you know, we do get to choose like whether we want to put ourselves in the situation to find out what's on the other side of that door. Yes, technically, the healthy thing to do is to eventually go outside the door and see. But if we're already dealing with so much else, if we if our tanks are empty every day because we're dealing with racism or homophobia or sexism or whatever else is going on in our lives, we can't pay our bills because we can't keep a job because we're getting discriminated against or, you know, all of the shit that's real. Then like you don't got the fucking energy to go out the door and check to see if it's dangerous or not. Like you just got to give yourself a fucking break and. And know that your journey and your path just took a little longer than someone else's, but now you're out. So, yeah. like, f- fuck yeah. I have found that in my life, like, emotional drainage has caused, like, certain amounts of, like, life complacency. Like, mm-hmm. in the sense mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, my God, I just can't even deal with this right now. Like, there's so much other 
bullshit going on. It's mm-hmm. like, how can I even address this thing? Mm-hmm. This thing will just keep staying on on the back burner yeah. for now because I can't fucking deal. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? There's too much like immediate shit going on right now. Totally. That's in your face, you know? Well, and it's also so easy to feel like, oh, I'm not doing enough or something like that. Mm-hmm. It all, I think it, it, it really helps to just have one outside person to be like, wow, hey, you <laughs> you're doing great like <laughs> just to, like to and like no i'm not no here, hold on you list a bunch of things that you're doing right now like and you do that and like that's a lot mm-hmm. yeah you, you're doing a lot mm-hmm. Re- that's fine relax you know um yeah. that's where a lot of my anxiety comes yeah. from is i i never feel like i'm doing enough i never feel like there's enough time in the day mm-hmm. same and like i never feel like i can get the things done that i want to do yeah. and then every time i feel like i'm catching up Mm-hmm. Something else hits, yep. mm-hmm. and there's this big thing I got to take care of. You know, big yeah. car accident or something like that. Right. You know? Yeah. There's so one more thing. Like, Fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But woof. Woof. <laughs> woof. 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 I mean, around. adult life. Yay. Yeah. yeah. Right. So no one told you life was gonna. Be <laughs> Seriously. I get it now. <laughs> oh, that's what friends were talking oh. about. <laughs> I relate. But man, they had some huge ass apartments for <laughs> people mm-hmm. who are unemployed for six months in new york city i wish life was that way for me like if i could afford that apartment and not be not have a job (laughs) wow struggling Uh, yeah i think everyone would be fine life is going well friends (laughs) (sighs) everyone needs to take a big swig of booze at the moment yeah Yeah. exactly please hold please Please hold hold for a nice chug moment (sighs) Mm. so refreshing Mm mm-hmm so, Anne, do you have any, you know, we actually do, we have a lot of um, young listeners. We've had some young listeners mm-hmm. reach out. Mm, oh, that's sweet. It's really sweet. It's so, like, awesome and great. And again, we love what we're doing. We love that, you know, we always say that all this stuff is just experience and opinion. Mm-hmm. We're definitely no experts and all we can do is give the best of our knowledge. Yeah. But, um, yeah. do you have any, like, so we all know that we have this queer anxiety. Yeah. Um, what What are some maybe tools to kind of help us help us through this? Yeah. Well, I, I genuinely feel like talking and communicating about it instead of storing it in your head or assuming that you're the only one is an important first step because right. this kind of isolation or excuse me, anxiety leads to isolation, which then helps breed more anxiety and then, you know, depression to boot. And um we're already so prone to isolating right, ourselves. Right, absolutely. Yeah. And so it's just really important to know that even when your brain is saying, like, it's safer to stay inside. It's yeah. safer to, don't reach out. They're going to get upset. You're too much. It's you versus everyone your brain, else. Yeah. yeah, your brain thinks that you're. it's keeping your yourself safe because technically you're avoiding any risk of ever interacting with anything that could be challenging. But what you're also doing to yourself is you are removing any risk of finding support. And showing your brain that it doesn't always know how to predict the future. I have not met any brains that can actually predict the future yet. Maybe on that, I don't know, British Maury or whatever was being talked about <laughs> early, earlier. But so just really like correcting your brain and say, thank you. I appreciate that. But that's actually not truth. That's feelings truth. And yeah. while that's totally valid, that doesn't mean that that's reality and if I really need to know or want to know what's going on, I have to actually like do something to see it or do something to try it. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just lying to myself and I'm helping perpetuate the situation that I'm feeling miserable about. Yeah. Do you consider that voice in your head that tells you to, you know, stay in and don't, is that like, that's like your lizard brain, right? Is that like your, I, I would say, I mean, you that? could call it that. I, I do think it's an instinctual thing that's embedded part in instinct, us. Part social pressure. I, I think it's part, it's, it's. 
it's a voice that's in us instinctually and it has learned what to say and how to say it mm. as a result of our life experiences. Gotcha. And the beauty of it, it means if it's learned, it can be unlearned and, le- and relearned, you know, with something new. Sure. And sure. I also think there's, a, there's another voice in our brains that is less lizard and a little bit more of like a, a more conscious voice that we can have more control over. And that's typically, I find the voice that doesn't have like all the muscles or the attention or the megaphone because it hasn't had a chance to have it because the other voice has always been so fucking loud, so goddamn loud. Mm -hmm. And I see it, they're like roommates in a tiny apartment up in your head. So (laughs) at some point, the voice that is, you have a little bit more conscious choice over that is gonna be more of your support system, you gotta fucking let it out of the bathroom and like give it its own goddamn megaphone. You don't have to fight with the lizard brain, but you just have Mm -hmm. to counter the lizard brain with something else. And the more you get to practice doing that, and then the more you get to actually see like the tangible results of doing something like that, the lizard lizard brain can't be as confident in what it's saying because there's tangible evidence that proves it wrong. Right. Because you've actually done the thing and you've succeeded in that. Yeah. Oh, I stepped out. Oh, it didn't go wrong. And it went okay. I didn't die. Right. I didn't... Nobody got mad at me. Or I came two out people, to my best friend and it, right. was, it, was, and fine. it was fine. And they didn't yeah. reject me. Mm-hmm. Or they did reject me and I didn't die and I'm still okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what a shitty friend. Thank right. God. Yeah. Right. right? Thank God they're out of my life. You That's, have to be yeah. able to see what actually happens instead of assuming that you know. That's a whole other thing is when, if that is to happen, like, you know, worst case scenario that you, your friend rejects you and then, and then realizing, oh, they're not a good person person like they're not a good friend at or least. at the very at the yeah. at it's best not case my, scenario, it's not my fault that they're rejecting me sure right best case scenario they have their own bullshit flaws sure in their thinking that's all that's it, it is that's yeah it is. totally and but it does take some time and you know therapy and coaching is really good for this of course because we, we don't have to do it all by ourselves it's too much goddamn pressure yeah. holy mm-hmm. shit uh to help someone like cultivate the the knowledge we don't get when we're kids because it's not in school and our parents sure as hell didn't teach us this mm. that like when someone has a reaction about something or someone runs away from you or rejects you it's not a reflection of you being unlovable or unworthy but that is what we learn someone right. rejected you find out why yeah get that person back convince must, them otherwise it must be my fault yeah make a nice beautiful presentation and a yeah. powerpoint to show them why you're actually worthy of their time Ooh. you know I all would, of that stuff i would i would probably legitimately do <laughs> good yeah. for you i mean yeah. powerpoint Ugh, yeah. what a fucking shit show oh, but a, good for you PowerPoint and if that person didn't take you back after a goddamn no. powerpoint with like special cuts and and yeah. fades Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we don't actually learn that if somebody runs away from you, that's all the information that you need. And yeah. you can totally feel sad and rejected about it. You totally yeah. can. But it's they chose like it's not a good fit. They don't want you. Why would you convince someone otherwise? Yeah. That's how would you feel if somebody was trying to ultimately you told them, no, I'm not interested. And then they kept pushing for you. Yeah. Like that's a huge part of, you know, the Me Too movement that mm-hmm. we've been talking about. Like well, respect right. what I'm fucking saying yeah, and, and move do on. You, do you want to be hang around somebody who needs to be convinced that you need to be in their life? Like, no, you're worth more than that. You totally are. And I would su- just suggest like if you find yourself in a situation like that, just pause for a minute and say, is this familiar? Yeah. Did I go through this with my parents or with my caregivers or with someone who was important to me when I was a kid? Because there's a really good chance that this is not the first time this has happened. Yeah. And you're going to find yourself in similar scenarios and situations where you're feeling rejected and that and now you have to chase after it and convince them otherwise. Mm -hmm. And the only way to break that uh, ultimately trauma cycle is to choose something different and see what else happens. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it can be it can be hard to cut out 
a whole part. Oh, a thousand uh, percent. Yeah. But it's then, all easy to talk about. Right. Right. Well, but once right. you start doing it and get more, and you start recognizing what is healthy and what isn't, mm-hmm. you you just get, get more strong and more sure. Yeah, it's like riding a bike. You yeah. first get on the bike and you're like, what the fuck? And you fall on your face and you get totally scraped up and you look yeah. like an idiot. And then you just like, okay, well, I guess I'll keep doing it because I need to get to school somehow. And you just keep doing it. And then like you don't think you just hop on that bike and go. So like be prepared to scrape your knees, look like a weirdo, feel like you're not doing it feel like you're failing, feel all those things, mm-hmm. but just keep going anyway. Cause at some mm-hmm. point you're going to find this actually stopped feeling hard a little while ago. Yeah. And I yeah. didn't even notice. I've, yeah. I've never been like, I've never been an emotionally open person. I think partly because of my family. So I can always equate this kind of stuff to numbers. I've always been a very <laughs> math person. Right. Sure. So like there's this thing in invest. God, I can't remember the term now. So annoying, but there's this thing like in investing, right? which is like some something called like investment bias or something like that. Let's say you're at the casino and you're sitting at a at a what do you call it? A yeah, slot machine. Eventually, yeah, okay, I get a it. A slot I machine. Get it, yeah, so you keep in, you keep putting money in, keep putting money in, keep putting money in. And your your instinct is to keep sticking with it cuz you're like eventually it's going to hit, eventually it's going to hit, eventually it's going to hit. And actually the smarter thing to do is to if it stops hitting just yeah, get out. Just hold get on out to your early. Money. You know, just because you've been with something for a long time right. doesn't mean it's the correct answer or the safe bet. And I find a lot of people do that with friendships where it's like, I've been friends with this person since I was a little kid. It's like, but then it's like, I'm queer and they're, they keep, they're offensive to me mm-hmm. or I'm black and they're offensive to me now that I'm, now that I'm older and I can see that. Right. And it's like, but I've been friends with them for 20 years and it's like, well, you know, I, I don't think that's the, <laughs> the right yeah. thing to do just because it's been a long-term thing doesn't mean it's necessarily healthy or the right thing to do. Right. Like mm-hmm. sometimes the right thing to do is to is to leave and the, to end that. I think even the hardest thing about just leaving is that a lot of people want closure. Mm-hmm. With a lot of people like that, you're not going to you're just not going to get it. You're not going to get an explanation as to why they're like this or mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um I mean, ideally sure, you're leaving makes them realize, "Oh, I did something bad and I need to fix my thinking because that you're a friend and I want you in my life." Mm-hmm. And maybe that happens and that's great, but sometimes it doesn't. And right. again, you're not going to get that closure and you just need to move you have to find your own closure i think i was just talking about this with someone else um i think actually a client where uh when you end any kind of relationship romantic or familial or you know friend platonic there is this feeling and i think we we learn this from you know rom-coms disney movies movies, and all this bullshit where you need the closure you need to have the big talk you need to explain what happened there needs to be consensus and then a nice little bow gets tied Mm -hmm. and so we've misunderstood or I think we've misrepresented what closure means we've restricted the definition closure doesn't have to look a certain way it just means closure meaning you can close the door for yourself and move forward Mm -hmm. if your closure is dependent on someone else or is conditional in some way you're setting yourself up to never get it and then you'll never get over it and you will always be that person Mm -hmm. with some foot in the in your past and you'll and you'll be driving yourself and everyone else crazy you have to figure out what do you need independent of anybody else's actions in order to move forward? And if you're sitting there saying, well, I need them to say sorry or I need to, I need them to tell me that they were fucked up and shouldn't have done it or that they always knew it, then you need to keep digging and get beneath that because that's not what you actually need. That's what you would like because yeah. it's easier to have that. Right. But I can't yeah. I don't know how many times I've ever had that in a relationship. Right. It would also. Yeah. I mean, right. Like the thing, if you got hurt by somebody 
the idea that that person would have the just the emotional intelligence to realize that they did something wrong like that's that's asking a lot of that person totally and ultimately when the relationship yeah. ends they don't owe you jack shit like no. you know frank talk like get over yourself yeah <laughs> if the relationship is over it is over you are no longer responsible for right. anything in each other's lives so if you're expecting something from one another get over yourself sure. you are helping maybe not consciously delay your healing process to move forward to mm-hmm. get better. You want to stay where you are because if you completely let go and cut that thread, what does that mean for you? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's scary. But again, it's like go to that. The discomfort and the fear is where the healing happens. If you're not feeling that or you're actively trying to avoid feeling that mm-hmm. you are doing yourself a disservice. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to this podcast today. Actually. Ours? <laughs> I don't listen to this oh, show. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I was listening to a different podcast. What I said on my podcast really reminded me of something that happened to me. <laughs> so the, I was listening to this podcast. This um, woman, Haley, said something really insightful. Kind of uh, really enlightening for me. <laughs> no, I, was, I was listening to this podcast, um, and they were actually talking about grief, like the loss of a loved one. Mm-hmm. Um, and what, someone was talking about like closure, how they didn't necessarily like love that, love that term. You know, because it kind of mm. implies like, but this did have to do with grief. So it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a different scenario, but kind of an implied like it's going to all wrap up in mm-hmm. a sense. And it's like, no, you know, when you're grieving over someone like it's it's an ongoing thing, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not going to move on. Yeah. You will move forward. Yeah. Kind of. The right. reason why yeah. movies have closure is because they end after an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> right. Exactly. They fucking have to wrap it up. Yeah. Because movies are a three act structure. Yeah. And that's not what life is. Yeah. Right. So try and remember that, everyone. I would love more movies need to end with what are we going to do now? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> <laughs> Even that, that's a little bit of a cute indie movie closure. No, exactly. it doesn't. Yeah, no. no, fuck that. No. Movies need to end mid sentence. Mid sentence. Like someone, it's like, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Credits. Or, or, no, or a scream what, and then or, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, do we, what, I don't, what do we do now? I don't know. And then hold for like, 30 minutes <laughs> on that <laughs> of them just, just sitting in there crying oh, staring yeah. at each other yeah and then it ends and then it ends but fades fades to white that's more like a, yeah. that's more like real life is that how Garden State ended I, I feel like know. that's how Garden Maybe. State ended I don't know I never I saw know. Garden State I'm just making fun of Garden he State a, oh you're, you're probably too young uh, and I mean that in a sweet way remember, <laughs> or you just actively chose to avoid I it I just didn't see it Man, I remember liking Garden State um, I remember it blew my mind, yeah. which is so embarrassing. But it then blew you go your back, mind or bloom just, your mind? I don't know, both. Because of the garden thing. Uh, oh, no, because God. Orlando Bloom. No. He wasn't in it. You're thinking oh, of Elizabethtown. I'm thinking of Elizabethtown. Yes, which is, oh, that's funny. Which is, the, movie, which is the movie that gave us the term Manic Pixie Dream Girl. Oh, uh, shit. I'm totally thinking of Elizabethtown. It happened. Are Elizabethtown and Garden State the same movie except with um, Zach Braff is and Orlando Bloom switched? Like uh, just different dudes. They're what? Yeah, they I are different think, dudes. Is it basically that. that's what it? Maybe. What I'm saying is it basically the yes. same movie with two different dudes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there's and a, a better. There's, a Garden State has right. the better soundtrack. True, got you exactly. Which is yeah, and it's and it's shot really well. And there's that one shot where he's wearing the same shirt as the wallpaper, and we all go ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> I mean, they did a lot of yeah. firsts, I will yeah, say. Okay, but now I did. Yeah. I went back to watch it again because I had such strong memories of it, and I remember watching it, going, "Oh my god!" Oh, no. and like got like, itchy because it was so just terrible. Now, oh, okay, but 20 years ago or however long, Jesus. Um, well, it was a big ground. Breaker. Yeah, uh, the okay, female character. The female you character doesn't have to have an arc in those films. No, they like right. No, they're it's not. all they're all they're, they're plot devices for the men. Can you believe the woman in this movie is a uh, funny? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! 
That's a strong female character right there. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, she's challenging. Whoa. <laughs> wow. She told him to dance in the rain. What <laughs> is she about? Wow. She's new and different. I want to see more of her. Yeah. yeah. But not yeah. right now. What's not he right have now. to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, don't talk too much. No, don't you right, talk. Right, I need, right. I, he needs to talk about how much you change his life for a while. Exactly. At, at, at you. At you. <laughs> at you. <laughs> Anywho, yeah. great. What were we talking about? Anxiety. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> this is what we do. Yeah, we, look, digress. Let's talk about something more fun yeah. for a minute to digress get a break. Is the name of the game? Oh, <laughs> but you know what the other name of the game is? <laughs> What's the name of the game? <laughs> I actually don't. I didn't name it. Shit. <laughs> but we'll call it digress then. Dyke, dyke rest. Dyke, okay. A dyke rest. So I'm gonna that's take. I'm gonna your, take a nap. That's the name of your lesbian <laughs> bar. <laughs> dyke rest. Dyke rest. Dyke rest. We're we'll we'll good there. Workshop it. Workshop it. Workshop it. We're workshopping. All right. So also, <laughs> on, uh, just like regular life, our anxiety bit had kind of no closure because we were talking about Garden State. But before we go into sort of a mm-hmm. game, is there any kind of final thoughts um, on the subject that you might have? I just. I mean, I don't know. I think there's so much to say about it. I will say that there are a lot of really um, well-written and like tangible articles that are out there on you know Medium or on people's personal blogs mm. about queer anxiety and also anxiety in general. It's all it's a thing that's really a dis- definitely escalating, and people are feeling a little right. bit less capable of dealing and yeah. a little bit more dependent on medication. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think um, there's something to be said about in addition to the medication to in order to cope um to to do something a little bit more emotional or mental and supported by a professional you know to to mm. work through w- the the source of it and maybe get some tools to manage the triggers cuz it's not if they happen it's when mm. um so really like use the internet for the good parts of the internet like right. shift your instagram feeds there are some beautiful incredibly wonderful and empowering um feeds done by therapists and mental health practitioners who just make wonderful memes and post them all day about little reminders, little things that you didn't know you needed to hear that day. Mm. Small tools, validation and permission throughout the day to do the things you're probably already doing but feeling ashamed about. Mm -hmm. So like adjust your social media feeds accordingly to be your support system because you don't have to ask for it. It's just there as you scroll and deflect and digress and you're like, I don't want to think about it. And now you're like, oh shit, look at all the support. Read the articles, listen to the podcasts. There's so much out there to help support you Mm -hmm. that doesn't cost anything. So it's not even cost prohibitive. And they don't have to ask for. Right. Exactly. Because there's so an anxiety you, that's thing. Be, Yeah, it can mm-hmm. be hard to ask for help from other people. Absolutely. Yeah. But also work on why you're not able to ask for help. It doesn't right. have to be your number one priority. Read some of those Instagram feeds first and then get to the point where, interesting, why can't I ask for help? Where did I learn that? Who taught me? Because someone taught me that. It's also easier when it's somebody you don't know. Um, yeah. We've had a couple people reach out to our email. Um, and as I'm saying this right now, anybody who feels like they need to reach out in any sort of way who's feeling some sort of anxiety or depression or worse um reach out to us our email is not together podcast at gmail.com uh we we always respond yeah and, and again yeah. we're not experts but we can always direct you <laughs> and to yeah, totally totally um, um is there i like like you're saying like just some like the meme or it's something you need to hear that day is there like one thing that you think somebody might need to hear today Probably. Oh my gosh, how do I choose? Yeah. I just we think can eat, we can, that you're each have one. just something like mm. you're doing a really good fucking job. Mm-hmm. You're doing a good fucking job. Like, look at you. Holy shit. Look what you're dealing with. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Eat the cake. Yeah. 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 Do you have one, Zach? Um, 
Yeah, you there, right there. I'm, I'm talking to you. Listen. Who, me? No, not you, oh, okay, Haley. sorry. You, the listener. Maybe you're in your car, you're at work or whatever, you're snickering to yourself and maybe something like, I don't know, hit you in a certain way during this episode or some other episode. Um, yeah, I, re- I want to reiterate what Anne said. You're doing great. Um, you are enough. That's just it. You are enough. And just keep doing what you're doing and move forward and s- just steamroll through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I. So I'm gonna start this with a little like story. I got really high this weekend, <laughs> and I went to a party, and I was hanging out with my friends. And at one point in the night, totally obviously because I was high, but for no reason, I had two friends, and I thought they were mad at me. Mm. I was like, they're totally mad at me. Oh my god! For for no reason. But I think we all feel that not high, not drunk all the time. For whatever reason, we're yeah. like, is is this person, does this person like me? Am I worthy of them liking me? And I just want you to know that your friends love you. Your family loves you. Yeah. This anxiety you feel about, why would they even like me? I'm not cool. I'm not funny, blah, blah, blah. You, you are. They clearly like you. Yeah. They definitely like you. They love you. You're cool. You're funny. You've got good taste in music. Yeah. You're great. The people who... Are surrounded who are surrounding you love you and you need to know that because they absolutely do they love you um and yeah so that's a good one i have another one i want to put on two things first Mm -hmm. a good one is um your anxiety is lying to you and do you like liars i don't so fuck that yeah anxiety is always lying to you and you're all you're allowed to fuck it up. It's fine if you fucked it up. Move yeah. forward. Because if you didn't fuck it up, you wouldn't have known t- what it means to fuck it up. And you would now just be moving forward completely naively. Yeah. So go f- go forward. Fuck up. Fuck shit up so that you know how to do it differently in yeah. the future. The most successful people you know have made more mistakes than you have. Yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. And it's part of the deal. be kind yeah. to yourself. Just be kind to yourself. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Great. Now I think... It's game time. Game time. So we've talked about, you know, a lot. We're all anxious people. This isn't just a queer problem, by the way. I think everyone suffers from Mm -hmm. anxiety. Um, We only talked about queer anxiety today because it's something that we can relate to a little more. And and it adds a little it's an it's an extra layer, I think, sometimes. But I think we all have anxiety, some big, some small. Today, we're going to sweat the small stuff. Mm -hmm. Ooh, that's the name of the game. Hey! (laughs) Let's sweat the small stuff. I like that. Sounds like Tuesday for me. (laughs) Also, I I will say that I I don't, I think a lot of straight white men don't have a, uh, man, I hope I'm enough, like anxious. (laughs) I know, someone kept telling me, you are so enough, you are more than enough. And they're like, I am. And now they're like, what's going on? Why didn't anyone see this? (laughs) Do you you see this other thing that I did? Anyway. I'm so, yeah, I'm so tired. So, I'm okay. Tired. <laughs> Aren't we all, girl? So the name of the game. Okay, the name of the game is apparently Let's Sweat the Small sweat Stuff. The Let's the Sweat the Small, small stuff. stuff. Let's Sweat the Small, small stuff. stuff. Spin that wheel. <laughs> okay, great. So I'm going to give you two kind of small but still anxiety riddled situations. Oh, God. Mm. Okay. I know, I know. I'm Fine. sorry. I, I feel Pour bad. a drink. I feel, yeah. <laughs> fill up your drinks. I feel bad even bringing this up. And you're going to tell me um, which is worse, which is more anxiety-inducing. Mm-hmm. You don't have to agree, but uh just want to hear your thoughts on why you think it's Got more it. anxiety-inducing. Okay. Almost like debate team style. But right. Uh, present, present your reasons. Arguments. Yeah. You more, guys might even agree. More anxiety. Okay. Got you it. guys might even agree. Okay. So 
Which is more anxiety inducing? Uh, I'm already. Is it this game? Is the first one? <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> waiting for your question. <laughs> um, being high at a party with people you don't know. If you don't get high, you can say maybe drunk. Sure. Versus wondering if you've left the stove on all day. Stove. Stove. I mean, like the high thing is horrible, right. but I do know even in, in my as bad as it gets, it will end at a certain point and I can always get an Uber home. Wouldn't the stove also end when you get home? Unless my realize- house is burned down. <laughs> and that's why, because it seems more dangerous. Okay. Okay. I'm going to be an annoying overthinker because okay. it depends on how high I am. Oh, Sometimes no, if I'm true. in a room without knowing anybody, I need to be a little high. I don't need that, but I would prefer it. Got if I'm the kind of high, like I have been at like music festivals accidentally type of high, yep. high. Yep, where yep, I yep. can't read menus. Mm-hmm. Let me, but let I'm me so starving. Cav- yeah. Is I'm there a caveat? The caveat, too high. Too high. Absolutely <laughs> Being too high. Too high. Oh, <laughs> probably that. Because I never use my stove. I very <laughs> rarely. <laughs> there you go. Is gotcha. the stove definitely on or I just think it might be on? It's not definitely on. You think you just it's don't on. Know. That's, That's worse. the problem. It's yeah. the anxiety. Did I leave it on? Right. I made I made eggs the this morning. I probably didn't leave it on. <laughs> but But I might have. <laughs> That's I'd, the anxiety. I'd rather not burn my house down. I'd say that's a little So you're going to say stove. We're going to say yeah. too high. I feel like being too high in front of people. Got you. Yeah. Possibly. Got you. Though it could be so high that I can't even feel anxiety. I can. I just feel confusion yeah. and I want food. Okay. True. I don't know. I'm yeah. bad at this. That's one. why this is this isn't an easy game. No, I never sweating. This all sweaty. We're sweating. So we're sweaty. I'm we're sweating. sweating. Especially right if my stove's been on all day. <laughs> mm. All my anxiety is dog based. My dog based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for me, it would be the stove because Dogs. I'm like, oh Talk no. Talk about anxiety. Right. Oh my god. Oh my god! Just dogs are <laughs> okay. riddled with it sometimes. Got another situation. Uh huh. Um, waiting for your clothes to finish in the washer so you can transfer them to the dryer, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. but you're running late because you don't want to leave it in the you washer. Don't leave it too because they're gonna get all like yeah. that gross sitting in the washer for nine hours. Yeah. Stinkiness. Yeah. So you have to put them in the dryer first before you leave. Yeah. But you're running late. Okay. Versus eating barbecue. Um, and not being able to wash your hands. Oh, that dryer. one. Ugh. I hate that one too. Dryer. You're disgusting. Dryer. Yeah, I don't mind. Like I, I'll, lick, <laughs> I'll, I'll lick my hands. I'll, fi- I'll wipe them. But then you have gross licky fingers. I'll, I'll yeah, wipe them on my pants. That's schmear. somebody else's problem. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> but then it, you then you smell your fingers and you would have barbecue, barbecue. fingers. Mm, then I'll like yum, touch yummy, my, yummy, my, yummy, my yummy. eyes thinking no. I get itchy and then I get barbecue in my eyes or my hair. You run okay. your hands through your hair. It's just if I have to, if I... If I have to leave before that is done, I will have to do that laundry. You have again. to do the laundry. I will again. have to do it again. You will. I also happen to know that my my laundry, my my um my uh, dryer take is not doesn't do it enough. Right. Same. So I have to do it twice. So if I'm oh. already late, if I'm already late, and that thing's going, I'm fu- I'm just fucked. You're still fucked. I'm fucked. Even if I'm you get it in fucked. the dryer, yeah. the first time, I know. you have to run it a second time. That means time. I, yeah. I, I totally fucked up, and yeah, that's way worse for me. God, am I just disgusting because I don't give a shit, and I'll just wait till the end of the day to put the dryer on again? Uh, no. You guys I, smell me right now. Is, how is, is it, this going? So I'm sorry. So it's, it's more right? disgusting to have all your clothes be a little mildewy than to have barbecue hands for like uh, but here's the a, thing. afternoon. I I can I'll just go home and I'll just rewash them. I'll run them through the wash again. Yeah. In my opinion. What if I'm like it's for a trip, you know? Oh, Let's yeah, add see? new layers to it. Yeah. So More that's another layer. That's, way worse. Sweat. that's another it's layer. Way worse. That's why I actually I always keep a little wet nap in my purse. 
just in case of barbecue. For the barbecue situation. I was at my friend's birthday party this Saturday. She got really fucked up. <laughs> and so she started vomiting on the side of the road. Aww. I know, poor baby. She was, she was, st- you know, she had to vomit. So she's sticking her hands down her. Guess what? Yeah. Guess who was ready with a wet nap for wow. me? That's nice. Yeah. Nice. And a water bottle. You're a gentleman and a scholar. Truly. So sweet. <laughs> oh. All right, you ready? Yeah. Sure. Okay, interviewing for a new job mm. versus giving a presentation you aren't prepared for. Oh, presentation. Presentation. Oh, really? I'm great in interviews. Same. I can I can fake any yeah. of that shit. I agree with y'all. You yeah. know why? Because you're already prepared. It's about you. Yeah, it's about mm-hmm. me. You know? I can, mm-hmm. I'm, I can be pretty good at a presentation, even if I have just a little bit of preparation. If I have none, then that... That's a nightmare. That's a nightmare yeah, scenario. It's a very, that is. Yeah, I find that the sweat I produce during presentations, yeah. presentations I'm not prepared for, has a very particular scent. It's fear. It's that fear scent. It's right. the scent of fear. It's, yeah, I guess it, it's what alligators look for, mm. smell for, <laughs> and sniff for. And you're you're presenting to a whole board of alligators. <laughs> yeah, it's I like up. to I like to think you're just in a classroom at UCLA, and all of a sudden an alligator <laughs> just comes flying. <laughs> ah, Never you know. weren't prepared for this, were you? <laughs> yeah, hot chomp. It smelled me from miles away. Uh, <laughs> but fear. Fear sweat is very different from workout sweat. If you, yes. yes, feels if, different, smells different. If you had said a difference between not being prepared for a a uh, presentation and like not completely knowing your lines in a play, lines in a play way worse. Oh, see, well, I I've didn't think happen. of that. Yeah, I didn't think of that one. Yeah. So lines in a play is way worse. Way worse because it's longer. Oh, it is. So I, long. Obviously, and you have I, an audience, a huge an audience, audience. Yeah. big audience. Presentation, ideally, that's a small, probably a small relatively one. small. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. I can bullshit my way a little but bit. But you also got to think about the stakes, right? Yeah. If it's a play, mm-hmm. like, eh, what if it's a presentation for your company? That or you... what if I'm on Broadway, Haley? <laughs> That's true. Yeah. It's all, it all, I guess it all depends on the stakes. You're right. Let's overthink it. So yeah, let's, let's keep We're, we're over... overthinking let's all of Let's kill these. it. None of us have anxiety. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so uh, pet sitting for your boss. Okay. Versus trying to return a high-priced item with no receipt. That one. That one. Okay. I mean, yeah, I feel like... I don't know. You feel very confident in pet sitting for a I boss. Lo- I get to hang out at their house probably. Like, But what they're... if they got an ornery dog who's always trying to escape the yard and you've got to like fucking wow. make sure you're on your on point, man. Right. If, or mm. they got an elderly lizard who requires very special medication and if you fuck it up once... They ooh, die. Oh, boy. See, I imagine hopefully none of that happens. <laughs> uh, I have had a friend who was dog sitting and the dog ran away. They found him, thank oh. God, like not long after. Horrifying. But that that hour was horrible. Yeah. Mm. Just like it was it was horrible. Um As a husky that, owner, yeah. who if you leave the door cracked for point mil- point five milliseconds, yeah. she'll book off. Oh boy. That's big. You know what? The thing is I can I can probably very easily talk my way into being like, oh, I have mercy. I don't have mercy. I'm sorry. Can you use my credit? You're card? charming. I could AF. probably do that. Yep. I have gone to the DMV, having I guess accidentally booked for the wrong day or something, and then gotten into the the line, and then just like I I have to because it was my one day. I like I have to, and they were like, okay, and then stamped. Nice. That was you're who. Everyone yeah. else hates. Right. We all, we all <laughs> hate you. But I did book it. I did book it. 
No, no, no. Just what, the no, what was the thing? No, here's Don't the thing. Don't try and convince us, <laughs> no, no. you charmer. We here's, already hate you. Here's, it's actual, done. here's actual what is I did book it for that day. I had it, I screenshot it, but I didn't press like one last con- confirmation button. Mm. After the confirmation button, oh. there was a second, like, are that's you stupid. sure? Right. And I was like, I ha- look, I have a screenshot right here. Like, yeah, no, that's not that's not the thing. You didn't get the blah, blah, blah. Oh, yeah. that's annoying. Yeah. So then that's I did. Really yeah. So, but I still think, ugh. Does the dog run away in your thing? You're overthinking uh, it. Oh, right, yeah, fuck. maybe we're Too overthinking late. it. Yeah, fuck. What, what, you, what are you thinking? I feel like I'm the killjoy old lady who's like, I would never work for someone who'd make them me like watch their pets unless my whole job was that. And I can't imagine that as a 35 no. year old at this point. But what if they said, I'll pay you? Because I had a friend recently do this once. Yeah. They paid would, her $150 a day to watch a dog. I would love that. See, that sounds yeah, great. Yeah, I think that sounds Ideal really scenario. Scenario. They had to stay over. Yeah, exactly. House sitting in a house probably better than mine. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, and then, oh, right. let me guess. They said, help yourself to whatever in the fridge. This is right. like, right. oh, and I get, I'm getting paid. Oh, yeah. great. But again, if it goes wrong, yeah. it goes. That's so wrong. So bad. But it won't. It's true. Okay. But so much of that of what could go wrong is likely out of your control. Yeah. True. So I guess but will it be seen that way? It's I right. Think, and who I knows? Still think it'd be, I still think it's harder to return Dude, something without a receipt. My anxiety brain can can make this all, like can logic out all this crazy. For shit. For me, I know if I'm buying something expensive, it's it's there's a card record, so I would just have them look That's at true. my card, and then it would be like, see. That's true. We all are adults, and we yeah. can be like, look, yeah, this thing broke. That's exactly <laughs> what I would have done. Yeah, yeah. Take back this Mac. It don't work. Take back. I don't want it. anymore. All right, cool. Wow, receipt. Okay, let's do one more. Mm-hmm. Ready? It. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, going to the dentist after five years of not going <laughs> versus having explosive diarrhea in a quiet, crowded bathroom. <laughs> do I like have pin do drop uh, quiet? Question. Pin drop quiet. Oh, but I there, can't. I but can't. there's a line. Question: Do I have health insurance? <laughs> <laughs> um, Dental included. I don't. Let's say you have. That's so you have dental. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> I mean, as someone who ha- who's open about having a chronic digestive disorder, okay, I still and and a little bit of like poop trauma from childhood. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think I would have a ton of anxiety of having explosive diarrhea, mm. even though it's like part of my life or it used to be. So I think that would be the one. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm insanely poop shy. Mm-hmm. I can't poop in a bathroom that has. Like a stall. I have to have an individual, mm-hmm. like my own thing. Yeah. I definitely prefer at home. And you know what's funny is my I've I've implemented my own anxiety onto my dog. My dog only poops at home. Oh. Oh no. She does not poop on walks. Wow. She wow. only poops in her own yard. I've made my poor dog crazy. Oh. How did you do that? I have no idea. My <laughs> <laughs> poor dog. The operative word is explosive. Right, the loud it is, stuff. It I'm is not partic- loud. Yeah. It echo, is the echo crowd. stuff. And it's crowded in and there. It's, and everyone's and it's waiting, lot. and they're yeah. like, I do not want to be after yeah. that asshole. No, and you've got to, there's so much judgment about it. I know. And you know what I found out, actually? Because mm-hmm. I work with a lot of men in, my, in the writer's room. Mm-hmm. There's one other woman, finally. But mm-hmm. for a lot of years, it was just like seven dudes in me. Mm. And, you know, obviously we get really close. For, they're basically like all my work husbands. And it's mm-hmm. I found out that I'm like... When I go to work, I only poop. We have we have stalls, but then we have another bathroom that's an individual bathroom. Yeah, and we, I only poop in the individual individual mm-hmm. bathroom. And I'm like, oh, women never poop in the stalls. Women, we <laughs> only go to that individual bathroom and poop. Like, I also go to the individual one. I think a lot of people probably do. But I've talked to the guys, and they're all like, oh no, dudes just 
poop in those stalls. Like, no prob. Okay. I don't know. According to them. Yeah, I would say, I do know some people who identify as male who are like a little bit weird about their poops. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean, given the choice between one or the other, absolutely by myself, I can just spread out, make the space my own. Yeah. Just like, put on a podcast. Go to town. Let's say you didn't have, let's say you didn't have the individual bathroom option. Yeah. Would you poop at work with just stalls? That's, that's the thing with this. With stall, I mean, I'd have to, and yes, I would. Yeah. Um, but see, I, I would. My, yeah. I would suffer all day and go at home. Oh. Wow, no way. Yeah. The no I can't. Way, no how. I'm so happy if I have to poop regardless, and I don't care if there's a fucking hole in the dirt. Mm-hmm. I'll <laughs> right. do it. I'm doing it. I just have a lot of poop anxiety. I don't know because yeah. I think my I poops. My poops are heinous yeah. too. So the like. dentist <laughs> thing is rough. The dentist thing is rough because I think they're going to judge me, but also they're right. doing their job. Right. And. And uh, I mean, my guns will bleed, and they will say yeah. something about how that. you. Pl- yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The but good thing is, that's a job. You can always think when you go to the the dentist, or when you go to the doctor, or when you go to the gyno, um, you you can't be the worst, right? They right. see it and do it all day. You can't be the worst yeah. unless they go. Ah, ah, oh God! Ah, then you know. Yeah, I will say. So I go to the the dentist every six months Me too. and actually this this question was based off my gyno i one time went three or four years without going to the gyno and then finally went and that's when i had a lot of anxiety mm. about being like oh my god i haven't it's gotta be horrible gonna, yeah, right. like she's gonna be like ah yeah. like, how many diseases there's are gotta in there? be a it's hairball be like up there or the, something the, the ark of the covenant and her fucking face is gonna melt off as soon as like <laughs> i spread my legs Aww. you know yeah. but it was like to- you know obviously it was totally fine and it was right. all in my head of course of course she gave me a little bit of like oh you should have come sooner you know yeah. but like it was totally fine i see you haven't been flossing <laughs> 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 uh but so yeah. explosive diarrhea. I think explosive, mm-hmm. explosive being diarrhea, the operative yeah. word. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. regular old poops. No problem. Regular. Yeah. Oh, explosive. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Well, that's all I had for sweating the small stuff. That was great. I was nice sweating job. the whole time. Me too. I'm yep. still sweating. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so great. And did you did you have a good time with that game? Yeah. I had a great time. I'm like, I'll 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 be all right soon. Yeah. <laughs> I just need to breathe in my car a little before I drive oh, back. Oh no. I totally get it. Well, we do have one more. One more thing to do, and mm. mm-hmm. comes a time of the show where I put my fingers together like a supervillain, mm. and we transfer the power over to you. And this Ooh. is where you get to ask your one question for always, the two of you. For the two of yeah. us, you've always it could be one of us, could be the other one. Something you always want to ask yeah. again. It's usually one of our uneducated, you know, non sex educator uh, straight <laughs> friends, and yeah. you are not that. So you have a little bit of a head. Uh, leg up on those people so you you know okay. a lot more so whatever you want can i make be. it like a personal question oh absolutely it should probably be one right yeah, sure yeah, we've got plenty of personal questions mm. yeah totally i mean i doubt this is off limits but let's just see oh Ooh. try it well i don't know now i'm having so too many are coming yes, in, I, in my brain okay. at the yes moment, i, I floss my vagina yes you i do defrost Good. oh floss, floss. Got it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um what is <laughs> what is one thing now that I learned that the two of you are in relationships right now okay. and you were not in relationships a year ago oh. <laughs> gulp I can't sh- I know. I'm like I know. pulling out my collar I'm gonna be su- and I'm like I'm not gonna like, every, like, every question from now on is gonna be about our, bo- our boyfriend girlfriend what is yeah. one thing you miss from when you were single oh gosh mm. that is obliterated now that you're with someone 
if there is something. Yeah. Um, and if there isn't something, I'm asking something else. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. I do find like the things. I, no, it's 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 so new for me. Oh, really? Like, we've been dating for like three and a, months and a bit. Like, oh, it's, adorable. It's vi- okay. Yeah. So um, it's mm. very new. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I guess like sort of, but not really. Like mm-hmm. you know, just chatting with somebody new and know it, not knowing what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Like maybe this could be something, but like, you know, but I also don't super miss that because mm-hmm. I have something. And you're also three I, months in. And I, exactly. That I also very much like. Yeah. Um, it's great. Yeah. I do. Uh, I mean, we are like, he's either at my place or I'm at his place mm-hmm. um, a lot. So I do like, it's not that I look forward to it, but because I really want to be cuddling up with him mm-hmm. when I'm sleeping, but also every so often it doesn't work out. And I do kind of like, just just snuggling up with my pillows like just me uh and just really making the space my own um Mm -hmm. but i still get that sometimes yeah it's very it's very new good um yeah but everything's good everything's great like you know i don't um yeah, I I I, um, I don't miss too too much right now. And again, it's new. Ask me again in, in a year. <laughs> I'll put it in my calendar. Yeah, yeah. I'm about a year in. Yeah. So maybe that. Oh, yeah, cool. yeah. Hey, there you go. <clears throat> maybe like, I mean, I guess it is maybe like a little bit of the spontaneity of like your friends being like, "Girls, we're fucking going out. We're getting fucked up tonight," mm-hmm. and like getting you know just like running out with a group of girlfriends and getting obliterated and like, mm-hmm. and not that that doesn't happen yeah. anymore, but it maybe happens like way, you know, obviously a lot less, sure. you know, cause you obviously like, not only do we have that, that also might just partly be because I've got a lot of other shit going on. Yeah. Like when I started dating Stephanie, I also started pretty much started this podcast and like a ah. couple other things. So just in general, like a little less of that kind of like You've gotten busy. Yeah, I've gotten busy. Yeah. I mean, and not that Stephanie's like busy, but like, you know, there's just less like mm-hmm. weeknights where you're like, let's fucking go ham. But I I, I mean, that's always fun. But yeah. like, I still do that every once in a while. So, And that's kind of all I really need. So, so far, should I, I redo this question? No, no, really this has been anything. great. This no, is good. Are you no. sure? Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like I'm almost doing like more stuff Um, just because um, I tend to find like sometimes... I don't know, rarely when I don't make plans for the weekend or I don't have plans um, or sometimes I want to do something spontaneous, I usually, I don't do it because I don't get other people on the, like the let's do something train um, because they're like, oh, it's kind of late. It's like last minute. But like, I like doing that last minute stuff. Mm -hmm. And Brant is also very like, well, just game for anything and also is like down to just down to clown. So now I have like a partner in crime where I can go out and do those stuff. And That's I've been great. Go, yeah. And so I mm. can, and it's, it's great. That um, actually is like one of the best parts is where it's like, oh, I want to do this thing. It is last minute. And it's yeah. also like, or it's like, I don't know anyone who would be interested in this, right. but it's like, oh, of course. And sometimes even my, my really good friends who would be are just, they're just busy. Yeah. And so sometimes I would get in my own head about it and be like, man, that must mean nobody likes me. Like, no, mm-hmm. it's just that it's last minute and <laughs> they're, you know, doing other stuff but now i don't have to worry about that because i don't know but no i think this is a good question actually because because luckily we're in a place where you're three months in i'm almost a year in um and the good news is is that we there's not much we miss yet i think that's Mm -hmm. an important thing 
to talk about is like that is a good sign mm-hmm. i think right brant is so cute he like literally <laughs> just the other night he was like we were about to go to bed and he was just like <laughs> he was <laughs> he was just like um so we've been like seeing each other for a while now i was like okay what is this gonna be Mm. And we've already like said we're dating for a so, while yeah, now. For a while it's now. three months. I know it's exactly. Right. I know he's just so cute. Is that a gay thing? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> so no, cute. I think it's not. Yeah, but I don't, <laughs> anyway. But then he was just like, so I just want to make sure. Am I like, is, is this everything like you? Is like, do I, I do you need anything from me? And I was just like, what? No, you're great. Like, okay, I just want to check in. Like, okay, like <laughs> you're fine. Like, yeah, it was just it's cute. that anxiety. It was yeah. It was just like, it was just cute that he felt the need to like. See what my needs are and how my feelings are, because um, usually I don't know. I feel like I've, I've dated people who are like withholding, and mm-hmm. I'm always chasing after them or whatever. Um, maybe I'm fuck. Am I doing that now? Mm, uh, better that, think about the, it. Well, oh, the think about it a lot. Right. Well, that's when I was suddenly I was like, oh fuck. I was like, no, no. Like I immediately was like, no, you're doing everything. I tell him, I tell him every day that I like, I love him, and you're doing, you're great, and mm. you're so talented. So, mm-hmm. um, Brant, you're so talented. I know you're listening right now. You stupid, stupid person. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, it's just, it's weird. I, I, it's just, it's just funny that he felt any, I thought, I thought it was sweet that he yeah. wanted to check in and just check make sure are important. just making sure that he's like, I don't know, doing all, he's doing the right boyfriend things. I think it's been a while mm-hmm. for him as well since he's had a boyfriend and mm-hmm. yeah. So you get that like, yeah, it gets to that point where you're, you're in and like, oh, this is good. Oh, it's good. That must mean something's going to happen. You know, exactly. it's that weird anxiety of like, oh, no, I'm just anxious because I like this so much and I'm afraid of what's going to happen if it goes anywhere. And it's not going to go anywhere. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like it's right. You're afraid of where like if it's going to go, you're, you're so you like it so much that yeah. it's like if it's going to go south, it's going to hurt really fucking right. bad. So mm-hmm. it's better that it goes south. Like I bet it's better that I figure out that it's going to go south now than sure. later. Right. But like. Why would why would it? Yeah, right. that's the thing. That damn anxiety. Same to that yeah. worst case scenario thinking. Yeah, yeah. It really is. God damn it. Ugh, anxiety. We're gonna fight you. Yeah. Fuck you. You're wrong. You're a liar. Also, you are a liar. Also, little little does you know, I already have his birthday present in September. Well, now Ooh. he knows. But well, so you're at least lasting till yeah. then. Exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> everything's fine. And then you have Christmas. You can't. Well, my break birthday. Up before my that. birthday's in November. November. So yeah. I gotta uh, and then Christmas. And then, and then Christmas. Valentine's Day. And then yeah. I mean, come on. And then you're back to fucking August again. Yeah. <laughs> also, good. don't stay with anybody. Also, for whoever, I don't know who needs to hear this, but don't stay with somebody just because holidays. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that's that's a bad reason to just stay with, yeah. with somebody. But true. But this is gonna work out. <laughs> Totes. Um, Shouldn't be the only reason. No. Yeah. But it should be a fun perk. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Hey, holidays, gifts, and giving gifts. Man. Um, it's so funny now that holidays. Now that I've like, I feel like I've had just closer friendships and 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 now you know relationship, but just closer friendships. Like last year, I get excited for holidays. Not just like more again because I get to give people things and mm. and and I, I i've been liking that a lot zach got me a really sweet christmas present last yeah. year oh you got me. yeah yeah it was a um i love florida state football yeah it was a florida state santa hat yeah. That's and cute. i wore it on christmas with my family you gave it to me early and i also gave you D dice that's right yeah. was that for my birthday no that was that christmas, was christmas it was a, well? double double so gift. cute yeah that so must sweet. be one of your love languages Give, Dice. Give, giving gift <laughs> Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. <laughs> Absolutely, it is. Wait, do you know yours? Do you know like your top one? For me, it's for me, it's um, it's a physical. Mine's physical like, touch. I think like personal. What is it? Time, uh, personal time, or whatever. What is it? The thing. Uh, yeah, quality, you, time. quality time. Quality time. I think yeah. mine's quality time. Also, I do love touch. Love, What's like, yours? Touch you'll have to take the quiz. Um, oh, yeah. 
it's a combo of uh, acts of service and acts of service, uh, quality time. Quality, quality time, I think, is the main one. Yeah. Yeah. Man. We can have a whole episode on love languages. Ooh, Absolutely. That'd maybe be a we fun should. Time to come back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd love yeah. that. This is so fun having you back. Anne. Yeah, it was super fun. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah. Where can people find you? On... And learn more about Etsy. And, exactly. Yeah, uh, the internet is definitely your friend for that. Um, mm-hmm. Everyone deserves sexed.com is the website for that. And hottership.com. Um, I actually changed my name finally. I was oh, okay. married many moon ago. Um, but Anne Hottership with two Ps uh, is my private practice where I do the coaching and the, some of the work with dreams that I uh, do. Um, and then social media, you can find me at the Anne Hotter on Instagram. And mm-hmm. everyone deserves sex ed, but the number one on Instagram. Everyone. Okay, I got yeah. it. Beautiful. For a lot of like good memes, some motivational stuff, some validation stuff, and then some sort of challenging like here's the reality of what's happening right now so well, we love I memes. heard good memes <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a nice little sprinkle yeah. <laughs> great mm-hmm. I'll that. Cool. Uh, you can find us of course at uh, on Instagram at not together podcast on Twitter at not together cast uh, you can email us at not together podcast at gmail.com and we're also on Facebook um, please reach out if uh, anything you know struck a chord with you or we said something like that ah, doesn't make any sense. What are you saying? Um, or if you just want to reach out and say, hey, we're very um, responsive. <laughs> yeah. So uh, reach out. Um, and I want to thank Anne for coming back again. And I think it sounds like we're going to have you on a third time. Yeah, well, we got it. Sure. We'll just have it another year from now, right? Uh, <laughs> exactly. Hopefully sooner than that. <laughs> right. Hopefully yeah. sooner. Um, again, guys, uh, thanks so much for listening. I'm Haley. I'm Zach. And we're, we're not, not together. together. Bye. Bye. We're Not Together is a Reverie original podcast, executive produced by Aaliyah J. Daniels, LaShawn McGee, Chris Rodriguez, and Damian Pellicone. The show is hosted and produced by Zach Ogle and Haley Manrique. show is edited by Josh Perkins, and our theme song was composed by Barry Anderson. Download the Reverie app now and use the code TOGETHER, Together for 25% off your first three months.